this is royalty and this is your loving gracious highly favorite host alex v the unproblematic king join as always we got denny the god on the pod how you doing bro i am amazing bro i just witnessed you again just uh gas for life because you I just want everyone to know you know right before you're about to perform or do anything like you're gonna go <clears throat> you know clear your throat and then he's over here acting like i'm gagging or something it just it just looks like you you make that face i, I don't want to dive into face? that do you I oh, actually I actually we found that out <laughs> no, we found that out I'll when you shook my fingers in your mouth all right, stop making shit up for the pod. People are definitely going to hear this probably be like, yo, we are learning things odd. You can't... How does your finger stay, Alex? That's disgusting. <laughs> Wait, have you, have you ever done that when you're really drunk and you just need to get the vomit out of you? No. Oh, I no. did that once, and let me tell you, I went back and raged like I was fucking sober. It was I've, shit. I've heard, I heard stories like that, and... You could rally <laughs> real, real well yeah. with that shit. It's like, it's like you've just been rejuvenated, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's getting all the no, toxic stuff, like breaking up with like a really toxic person. I, I love how that. But then you just jump back in, <laughs> and then you just jump back yeah, in. Yeah, you just jump back you in. Just don't like, learn. I don't you just don't you. fucking learn. That's all good. Hey, big I need you. you know? Yeah, you see, that's crazy. That's crazy. Shout out to people that who can relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know what? Every step you make every stone you step on you know you experience so much in life and you have people around you who you know you experience life with and this is one of my brothers for life we got the walking bicep on the pod look at this guy right here light word look at that look at that chest pump he didn't even do all he did was open his closet and his chest is pumped that was it that was it bro i see the water you're the bad bicep of bad bunnies the bad bicep. Yeah, he can work out. That's a actually bit. that doesn't actually sound good. Actually, I take that back. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, I, I take that back. I do. That should be I your do. logo. But yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> but yes, definitely, you are a stepping stone. You you definitely helped me get into the pool a little bit closer. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to put in the effort. But you were just there. It's just really funny because I didn't see this happen like live, like. I was I was I wasn't paying attention when this happened. It wasn't until everybody's reaction that they told me. But like, for context, hosted a pool party. It was Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, Fourth of July. It? Yeah, sure. it was. I'll get into it. Why I remember it was. Oh, I yeah, no, I know, I know what you're gonna say. Um, so, Denny was bartending, and Denny, like on previous pods, he's kind of a predator with alcohol. Uh, <laughs> <Don't> do <that. laughs> no, what do you say you say i'm gonna expose you or uh oh no exploit, I mean, exploit. I'm just, I'm, not even better I'm just, say, I'm just saying what you do that's all it is i am a child of god mm. all right okay but go on with your with your uh, made-up story made-up story you did this <laughs> all of a sudden i don't recall Yo, now so that I'm Denny, here, let's face all the accusations and you know. Yeah, all of a sudden, like know. when Jessica's here, Denny's like, "Oh, I stomped on that head." That's <laughs> also uh, true, but I was under the influence, so you were under the influence, uh-huh. um, and mm-hmm. you know, you were trying to get in the pool, and for some reason, you thought stepping on Christian's head would help you get there instead of just going right, right in there. You know, I just wanted—I didn't want to have to put in all that effort to get into the middle of the pool. He was just one step closer for me, just to to be there. You know, I just. It's all good. See, look, there goes there goes Alex gagging again. 
No, but the best part about that was when people told me that Christian was so drunk, he didn't even like notice. <laughs> he was like, ow. "What the ow?" <laughs> he was like, "Ow!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck! You were fucked up. Medina was definitely on. Oh, no, nah, Medina was fucking slumped, dog. Yeah. It's the jacuzzi, bro. When you, it's the jacuzzi while drunk. It like expedites yeah, I, the drunkenness, dog. It really does mess yeah. you up a lot more. Um. <laughs> hey, I mean, shout out to Denny, bro. He made some bomb ass drinks. No, I mixed a little bit too. We had beer pong going on. We were yeah, fucking we with the white claws or whatever, and then. Denny's fucking amazing ass, you know, making them drinks. Like, they were dank. I think they were most. Wait, wait, are you saying Denny's ass is amazing? Denny's ass is amazing, but his, his drinks ass. are also amazing. <laughs> hey, bro, I, I just started no working out. Clean, all right. No thank, thank you for the kudos. Yeah, thank you for the kudos. I mean, nah, nah. There's a reason we haven't done live podcasts because Denny's recovering from BBL. BBL. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we haven't done live podcasts yet. I, I just went to the person you went to, Alex. That's how it is. Yeah, but I paid See, for something. I didn't get it myself. Mm, that's fair. They filled you up, huh? Yeah, I mean, li- every time I'm sipping. <laughs> I mean, look, I was I was pretty intoxicated that day. Um, Definitely. Next thing I, I remember it being light. You know, we're outside in the pool having a good time. Then, bam! All of a sudden, it's dark as fuck, and I'm like, "Yo, what time is it? I gotta get home and you know take care of my dog because some fireworks are going off." Um, but you never left. I, I don't know I don't know why I fucking drove home that day. I do not know why. Probably I thought wasn't... Eric drove you home. Oh, he did drive me home. Oh, thank God. Yeah, my big brother like, drove I, me I, home. I was second guessing myself earlier too when we were yeah. like, hmm. "All right, cool." Yeah, this no, had no, to no, happen. My, my baby this had to happen. Yeah, this had to happen when we left, huh? When I left, mm, me and yeah, I left. So. Yeah, he drove me home. Thank God. God bless little Eric. Um, but yeah, bro, I I woke up the next day and my like, bro, why the fuck is my head like? kind of hurting like it's a little bit sore like did i bang my head on something and they're like no bro someone someone stomped on your ass and it was for sure denny <laughs> i'm glad denny weighs like 100 pounds just, though, what, what's crazy to me is the fact that denny me. really stepped on someone's head it's just like reparations dog like he's like well i'm darker than christian so i gotta step on him to for my reparations ancestors. <laughs> what's wrong with you man i never i never thought i would ever have to deal with a stomping allegation at my uh, at the pool yeah and obviously- honestly you know what it's it's i'm i'm gonna take something off your 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 book right your your history i'm gonna say history book because you have you a lot. Jessica right now? <laughs> I, just took a, I just took a page out of your book because it was extremely convenient for me. That's all it was. It's convenient for me. Uh, I'm a man of convenience, man. Convenient. You, see? There you, go. you see? Well, I mean, it would have been convenient if we would have taken some time, though, but you chose the pain. Okay. You better watch yourself on the next uh, next. That's fine. I'll just get you drunk, (laughs) and it'll probably work. Predatory. Predatory. (laughs) I'm just gonna get. That's fine. We're just gonna we'll play uh, Rage Cage, and that's it. Danny, when someone's gonna try to cancel you, this is the clip they're gonna pull from the (laughs) podcast. What is is Rage Cage? Rage. Rage Cage. That's what he calls it. I hate Rage Cage. Yes. Only because I feel like I always end up next to like fucking uh, Michael Jordan, the best fucking <laughs> in the world. Like, well, I was like, when the fuck did you learn this skill? You know, right, yeah. right. 
fucking no, shit. No, but I remember one time at my cousin's uh, like graduation party, we did Rage Cage, and one of her like fellow like medical student people were th- was there, and that dude ended up being next to me and my uh, my white brethren uh, Cameron. And we, we, me and him were just like fucking uh, MJ and Whoa. Scotty Pippen. And that dude ended up getting so trashed, though. No, no, I'm saying, but like you could tell, like it was probably one of his like first, like really big intoxicated moments. And like he got trashed because he did multiple games and he lost multiple times. And you know, when you just drink all that beer really fast and you take the last shot, it'll kill you, dog. Losing once is demoralizing. Like, I can't imagine, you know, losing multiple rounds and still having to drink all that shit at the end. Dog, I lost Rage Cage at fucking Jessica's retirement party, and I was fine up until I lost. I took that shot, and then I had a hangover all day next day. I slept in jeans. Like, I took a nap in jeans. That's how fucking dead I was. That's yeah. nasty people activity right there. He's used to it. You are. You are I mean, definitely used to it. Look, man. I've had my jeans sleeping era due to multiple reasons. Oh, but hold up. Can we can we talk about like how, how low-key like comfy that is though? Like sleeping in your jeans? Like when you're just like dead ass tired. I feel like you know it's what? only comfy because you're tired though. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? It's a comfort of like uh, I don't have to I don't have the move, you know. That's true. That's true. No, that's <sighs> fair. I yeah, right. I can understand it. All right. Well Christian Christian went to is it Indio Valley? Is that where it's at? Indio Valley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so Indio. Christian went to Indio Valley and, and he made a bicep cella happen. Uh it was all him. So uh tell us, you know, I kind of hinted, I kind of said on the pod last week what the reasoning was for uh you going to Coachella, but mm-hmm. you know, tell us, you know, the the significance behind it, what your experience is from it, any tips for people that haven't gone to Coachella yet, like me and then have you gone? Got you. Have I gone? Yeah. No, because I'm not a fan of, of camping there. All right, this is what we're gonna do. In no, two years, in two years, we're gonna book we're gonna book a royalty ass fucking uh Airbnb with a pool and Bet. we'll fucking have a whole thing set. I'm not camping. I see the the TikToks of what y'all do for camping and Peace. the the lack of sleep, the horrible showers, uh hearing mad people moan because people be fucking in the tents next to you and like there's no place like if you actually want to sleep you can't really sleep comfortably unless you're lucky i'm cool i'm cool I, you know what I, I have a lot of cousins that are like oh alex you know city slicker I don't know. yeah i don't give a fuck i'd rather be comfortable sorry sorry if oh, i'm gonna go to a music festival and interact i would like to feel cleanly <laughs> absolutely bro and honestly I, I hate the heat i hate heat i hate it so much bro i hate yeah, it. miami Oh, I will never go to Miami. You can't go to Miami. There's a That's difference. What I'm saying. I'm just. I'm looking for my. I'm looking around my surroundings. Wait, wait. Would, would Diane ninja. let you go? Would, would, would Diane let you go with me to Club Live? Fuck no. <laughs> Maybe Club Die. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely go to Club oh, Die if you want, Alex. You know. Denny definitely, definitely make that happen. What, would she let you go? With me to eleven, but tell her tell her that we're going to seven eleven. Um, you tell her that. I'm just gonna say that you got me drunk and we ended up here. <laughs> Look at you! Everything Denny says is predatory. I'm saying you got me drunk. Not- what? Okay. What if what if what if what if I pretend to be like uh, Bradley Cooper on the Hangover and be like, oh, Diane, we lost them. We we lost we fucked up. We fucked up. <laughs> 
All I remember is Christian stepping on Denny's head at the club, and then I can't find Denny. That's fucking hilarious. That you know what? I I feel like like if we were well, I was to say if we were all single, but you guys are already single. Yo, Denny would loves to dunk Denny's on, on the pod, man. No, but you know what's crazy is the other day when Denny said some shit about like single people, like Jessica texted me, you know, and like, and she wasn't the only one that texted me. People were like, like, yo, why is Denny being so aggressive? And I'm like, first of all, this sounds personal. Hey, why don't you message? First of all, y'all could just DM Denny. You don't have to just DM me. Like, I don't, stop making me the messenger. That's crazy. I would like to know who those people are. And I just, my responsibility, well, why are you single? Ow. <laughs> Damn, kidding. all right. My, oh, kidding. shit. Damn. I'm sorry. It's, I'm, I'm still waking up. Blessed, bro. We're not all I'm blessed. I'm still waking like up. <laughs> you know what? Um, yeah, I guess so. Um, whether she used witchcraft or not, who knows? Um, yeah, but she if, definitely if, sliced the pig's throat to get you down. You know what's crazy? There's a crazy story behind She has some, like, witchcraft... For in her in her room, like a little a little jar of, of whatever the fuck it was, and, and it was there. It was there, right? When we first started dating, and then once the baby came up, that shit disappeared. That shit just fucking vanished. Got I don't him. know, bro. I don't Got fucking him. know, man. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm okay with it, right? I'm okay with type of, that type of violence. I'm cool with it. Am I? I don't you know, know what? You know what? Since I just since I'm I'm now realizing on top of physical danger, Diane has uh, witchcraft behind yeah. her. Uh, yeah. Dan, yep. I, Danny can't hang out with me. I just would rather <laughs> just be safe. I'd rather just be safe. <laughs> I don't have a death wish. Yeah, Alex just had his run-ins with Bujeria already. Like he's he's good. With oh, that. you remember that? Oh, yeah, I do time. remember that. Shit. That was some wild. That was a wild time. And you know what's crazy is after they pulled that on me that they did that brujeria thing. I ended up, I think, I don't think they did it right because I ended up winning the raffle at. If we won the raffle at the fucking Dodger Stadium, That's right? But it happened like after that, so it was almost like, ooh, like damn, she can't even like brujeria right. Like that's crazy. <laughs> That's fucked up. I hope she is to this. In a good way. She's gonna pull Danny, up to why, your. Why do you? Now. Why do you want that to be wished? What? What do you mean? It's just another listener. Yeah, it is, Alex. she don't gotta pull up. I mean, there's a reason why 90, 80% of our listeners are women. Stop leaking our data. <laughs> what do you mean? You said this in the, uh, what was it? Uh, I don't know how many pods ago. But anyway. You know what? I, I heard from someone that they their theory behind our woman listenership is oh, because they say, they say guys are way more with the cheeseman than women, which is why they find Ooh. you and I more enjoyable because you and I get really into the petty celebrity shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That makes uh, sense. Would, you know, that. women like cheesemas. Men sometimes like cheeseman too. But, sometimes. You know, we do it way better. Yeah. We, we do, we way do way it better. way better. We do. We do. <laughs> But but back to what I was saying. If 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 in the world in a in a world that doesn't exist where uh, I'm single, it, something like that would happen. One of us would get lost, and I feel like it would be Alex. No, I I wouldn't or be Kitty. lost. I would leave. <laughs> I would That's leave. It. You see, he would leave us, Medina. Can you believe that? Can you which believe is, that? Uh, just, yo, in the hangover, which one's the one that uh, ends up on the roof? The the, 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 the noble man, the, the unproblematic guy. And let's it's be honest. It's not you. It's not you. It'll be my me. wedding. It's it's me. And then and then you're the dude who loses a tooth, and Diane's the one always threatening. No, you. I am not that guy. Oh, actually, 
I kind of fits your story. She'd be threatening you. Uh, he's it thinking does, about it. But, but I wouldn't. I, I would not. I would protect my teeth, bro. Fuck that. Imagine losing the tooth. You'd be whistling every single time you fucking want to talk. I would get uh, ace. But, um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. All right, Christian. So, so before we went on a wild tangent, so tell us your experience oh, with yeah. Coachella. Coachella. That's right. We we're supposed to be talking about that. Fuck. I said Coachella. Um, Would you get pregnant? I said Coachella. Um, so I'm glad you said that. We'll address that in a second. No, no, we won't. We don't have to, Alex. The amount of shit that you duck on the regular, we don't have to address that. <laughs> I, I address enough of it where let's I can, ad- I can How about you. this? Let's address both of you. But let's let's go with Medina first. Patreon. <laughs> That's okay. I got, I got $2.99. Okay, $2.99. That's not even promoting on the OnlyFans. <laughs> Look, anyways, I got congested as fuck. I'm sick as shit mm. from uh, mm-hmm. like this nasty sinus infection I got from Swallow like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> Peach levels you got up your nose, bro. It's just hey, it was all in the air, man. That's all I gotta say. Some people be popping Molly. I was popping Claritin left and right. Claritin. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was not made aware that it was gonna be like super dusty and whatnot. Like my family, I, it was a little family trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up going with them last minute. I was uh, you know, talking to you guys about whether I should go or not, ticket pricing, whether it was worth it or not. Um. For me, I genuinely love to go to Mexico and Indiana and visit like my family and some of my best friends at least once a year. For Mexico, it's usually around Mother's Day, but because of my job and everything, it wasn't going to happen this time. So I made the decision to go to Coachella, see Benito, see a lot more artists as well. Best decision I made uh, so far. I really enjoyed it. But like I said, I wasn't made aware really of what was like what to expect. Um, I didn't do any research, which was my Mm -hmm. fucking bad, too. Um, having a bandana or a mask or something would have come in handy because literally after, after the first day, didn't even get through the first day. Cause I was at bad bunny and I already felt my shit, like getting fucked up, uh, sitting there. I, you know, it was just really bad in terms of all the dust and the smoke and everything that was going on. But I mean, that was literally the worst part of it other than Frank Ocean, but you know, we'll get there. Um, really dope experience. I love the layout. Basically, all the all the stages are on the outside of like you know the venue, and you find like beer gardens, food stands, like you know along every other food stand, uh, every other stage as well. So it was honestly really convenient. You can hop around from one stage, you get food, beer, go to the next stage, and then you know so on and so forth. And honestly, there was a lot more people than I expected there to be in terms of like performers, and all of them were fucking great. Like I was kind of overwhelmed by how good everyone was um shout out to like you know rosalia becky g putting well, it down R- rosalia performed yeah rosalia was day two bro oh shit uh, her, her, her and rao's performance was pretty fucking lit like it was, oh, shit. that shit was I like i already told you damn. listen i already told you when yeah. i watched that music video i was like yeah no i i, I ain't had love because i don't look at i've never looked at nobody like that like oh you know, i they thought you were going in a different direction i thought you're going like i didn't have your i didn't have my lotion near me God damn. yo but the latinas held it fucking down bro mm. like, you know, Rosalia, yeah rosa Mm. Yeah, Rosalia and Raul fucking killed it, bro. I have like a little clip, I think, on my IG as well. Like, 
if you guys want to go watch that shit, whatever. But um, Becky G, damn, was that a day one? She fucking killed it. You know, great fucking performer. I legit was like getting some Selena vibes. And coincidentally enough, this weekend, because um, we're recording basically weekend two of Coachella. We record on weekends now, everybody. Me and Danny are still getting adjusted to it. Yes, it's, it's, it I'm telling you, it is insane how weird it is from going from a th- from three days. It makes a huge difference. It yeah, does. The, whole, the whole time span is a little funky, too. But we're recording on day two of Coachella. Yesterday was day one. And Becky G came out again. She did a little Selena tribute, you know. Uh, saying como la flor uh so that shit was fired too but like yo her whole day one weekend one performance amazing she had jop out there she had uh nadi natasha i think um uh, mm-hmm. and Peso i mean yeah peso pluma the biggest one out there too right now like homies blowing up denny's little face says it all <laughs> <laughs> what a fuchi face for sure no but it was uh she did a really good job. Damn, was she fired? Was she fired, bro? I get why Alex has, her has, has his background on his phone. I truly get that it makes now. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Get off my sense. ass, <laughs> Brandy. He just hey, it. He just, it's, he just he has it on that uh, that one like silence, do not disturb mode. So like, on no, he has it on this. He has it on his burner. Uh, Yo, D- hey, D and D is is like the shit. Like, let's let's not act like we, not all of us do that shit. Mine's on D and D. Yeah. Seven. That's true, but each time Alex has it on, has me has everyone on D and I just uh I just push notify anyway. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, Denny's an he's the only per- every time that I'm like, wait, I thought I oh it was Denny. Look at who Denny made a face at, dog. This is who Denny was making a face at right now. Come Bro, there's a <laughs> fucking respect oh on Beso Puma, dog. That's crazy. Come on, dog. Come on, man. Bro, we hating on the guy. Beso Pluma for sure. Bro, you know, I, I don't know if you listened to the last pod, Medina, but I was just telling yeah, Alex that Fessa Bluma reminds me of Nata 2.0. Ah, okay. That's what he is. He sounds the same. He looks the same. They walk the same. They breathe the same. They all, it's just the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying that it's so just, for me, it's like there's nothing new. So. I got you. He has great music, though. Yeah, you, you just that. don't see the hype around it because you you've already. Seen I it. don't. I don't. Yeah, really? I, that's my thing. That's my thing. Not the not the kind of set the bar and ever, and ever since then, like when I think of Bessa Pluma, I think of Nata. That's mm-hmm. my thing. I don't. I like like let's say another group which I think is pretty good is um like Marca MP before right before they broke up um yeah. that they were a, a band or a group to listen to. Herencia de Patrones is another one that you should listen to. Mm-hmm. They all sound different. Even their groups, Fuerza Regida, all of them, they all have a different sound. But like Nata, Pesa Pluma, for me, they just sound too similar. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't, I just don't see the hype. I got you. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, but he's coming up, you know, it was, yes. it was nice seeing out there, uh, see him out there. You know, we got a lot of good performances all the way around. Like, that's dope. I wanted, I wanted that's to check dope. out like as many people as possible too. Like I just oh, wanted yeah. to see different types of music, like listen to different types of music, different genres. So you know, we checked out Blink One Eighty Two, mm. classic. Where are you? You know, they yeah. had like a little funny ass skit up there. They sounded great. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> it was Pusha T. Um, oh my God! Hold on, Pusha T put you? everyone on game 
and was posting how to make crack on his on his media in the back behind him. Yeah, that was step wild. one, step two, step three. He put the whole recipe up there. Bro, and he was damn. You see, I see. Diane was right. This was the the, the year to go. It was. It was you know what? I feel like ago. I fumbled it. I feel like I fumbled it because I thought it was going to be a little overrated because of the Bad Bunny hype. Mm-hmm. But everyone else really put it. No, no. This weekend was a weekend ago. This weekend, I I, I was going to get to that. Really? I'm not going to hint at uh, what Christian song of the week is, but like I we could have seen that live. Yeah. And that is mad disappointing because I feel like this, this one up and down would have been amazing. Look, this weekend is probably going to be better overall better than last week just because if it, not that Frank Ocean sunk it, but I feel like the first it. week was great, but well, they won't it. have they won't have Frank Ocean's shenanigans in week yeah. this, this this week. Oh, so that's listen, fair. So that's listen, fair. Let's, let's get into that a little bit more. So I saw a bunch of great artists. I saw you know what Black. Did you Pink, see Pink Panthers? Uh, Pink Panthers. I didn't make it out to now. Dude, I, I can just imagine Christian like they boys in layer. needs a layer. <laughs> he stomped on my head. See, look, bars, bars, <laughs> right on your head top. So that day it's one crazy. started off really That's good. Crazy. It's an allegation. Yeah, man. Uh, Bad Bunny, you know, killed it. Uh, I think you were the one telling me, Alex, that you know you you heard it was like a lackluster performance or kind of underwhelming. I guess is what you used. Con- what you said. Context from what I heard was compared to his tour, world tour. But what another thing to think about too is it's his tour, so he has the entire production. To yeah. himself, here he's got a his team has his team has to set something up in between sets, and he can only do so much. Exactly, um, but not that, that didn't, didn't the didn't the production side have a fucking meltdown with the audio and all that? Yeah, um, yeah they right? fucked up. I mean, post Post Malone out there, bro. He was like gonna do a little bit of like acoustic guitar work out there. Bad yeah. Bunny was gonna sing La Canción, um, and I, I forgot what other song he sang. Uh, but dude, he had because they they had the audio all fucked up. You know they couldn't perform as well, and so yeah. Bad Bunny said, "Fuck it, crowd, take it away," and just had everyone else singing the fucking yeah. lyrics, which was dope. I thought like you know Post Malone's little little intro and everything was kind of ruined, but it is what it is. You know I thought it was everything else after that was just pretty great. Um, we didn't know what to expect in terms of like the stage and everything. I figured he was gonna have like a walkway up the middle, and he kind of did. Because um, all of a sudden we're looking at him up front, and then we look to the left, and he's like even closer to us, and so we were kind of tripping the fuck out. That's dope. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm just upset about the Post Malone thing. You know, I like Post's music, so yeah. that sucked. Other than that, it was uh, it was fucking lit as fuck that first weekend. But you know, then we got to Blackpink second day. I was surprised about Calvin. Um, Calvin was one of the special guests, but I like didn't realize he was going to be performing, and I hadn't seen him in like eight years since I went to EDC, so that was Damn. an amazing surprise to me. You imagine this guy EDC, man, just going crazy, picking up chicks with his fucking each bicep, just <laughs> Just one on each, just I fucking... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I Day two was a lot more lit just because I, I snuck in alcohol, like, we figured that they weren't going to be checking us for shit. Right up his ass. All right, they, I keistered the fuck out of that pause. <laughs> Keistered. That's Teddy's favorite word. You put that Patron bottle in your ass, didn't you? Though? Just the mini one. That's him. It was literally one of these. Fam. Fam. You know, nah, one, nah, one day. Nah, nah, and the way it went in is not the way y'all th- is not the way that y'all thought it mm-hmm. went in. 
Damn, they made you out of a square? That's crazy. Yeah, it literally has to be like an easy way out. Look at that. Christian's, Christian's been pooping like when you put the Play-Doh through the, the little square oh, as a oh, kid. Look at the visuals. <laughs> I just had a fucking Play-Doh <laughs> that might, Dude, that might be the title of the pod. Oh, my God. It's like my Play-Doh squishing just... out. That's just gross. They're going to really make the, the He's a nasty man. He's a nasty man. My bad. Hey, I had to get I had to get drinks in somehow. Shit was expensive. <laughs> Look at it. the determination. Love it. <laughs> I Yo, love anyways, it. uh, yeah. So day three was Frank. Uh, I just want to know what you guys heard about the performance before I like elaborate a little bit more on it. Because obviously so he didn't like was... made. He he decided to not do that. Yeah, yeah. So I heard that 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 reasoning for him cutting that entire production was because he had hurt his ankle like pretty badly. Like riding his bike around Coachella, mm-hmm. and he would play songs and kind of just sit there and kind of like, like vibe with it, but let the the fans like sing it, and that it was pretty lackluster. There was a lot of spacing in between songs, a lot of dead dead space. Uh, he did have some talking points, but like, just overall like an unengaged uh, art like. I almost wish Danny and I were doing a pod back when Summer Walker did that one show she did because I feel like Danny and I would have had a whole diatribe of points of how to put on a show when you aren't the dancer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because people who don't dance can make a great show. They can. They can. Yeah. Definitely can. I mean, you got Travis Scott who just literally jumps up and down. You got Bad Bunny who's more of a performer and walks up and down the stage and shit too. It's like, there's ways to go about it. And since I think he was on the piano too, or he, like he was behind a keyboard, like he was fucking around with shit. It's like, bro, you don't, you don't need to be standing. Like, you know, you can be very engaged with your performance and not need to be jumping around and shit either. Hmm. Well, look, for, for my understanding, cause I kind of dug into it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, pause. No pause. Continue. Um, you want to dig into Frank? Yeah, I see you, my G. <sighs> Hey, fuck, you want to dig into Tyler? Same shit. I didn't even say anything about Tyler. It don't matter, bro. I'm just throwing it out there. Uh, you want to go look for buff dudes with big necks with Tyler? Hey, hey Chris, he's, he's talking about you. That bro. freestyle is nuts. Bro. Come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I dug, I dug into it, and I, from my understanding is that I guess the ice ring that they built and mm-hmm. they were taking it apart wasn't fully removed. And even if it was, if it would have, they would have let it be right there. I guess he was going to be so far away from the front that either way, even if everything was intact still, people would still have to see him from the, from the screen. Yeah. So a lot of people were complaining that he was just too far away. Nobody can see him, but they failed to understand that with the whole production side, with everything, the way it's built, nobody told them that, he, you know, at the end of the day, he was still going to be far away from people's uh, vision. Mm-hmm. So I understand that. But at the end of the day, there's certain ways, just like what you guys say, is to engage in these type of uh, um, performances, especially if you're the main person, right? The main performer. Yeah. Like, like for me, when when I went to Camp Flog now, which we should definitely go to uh, one of these days, um, if if it ever comes up again. Tyler brought out Little Uzi. They brought out Drake, even though they booed his ass. I think who I was they, they brought out ASAP. I think 
um, and somebody else. I forget who else. But I mean, he was there, but he was he was hyping things up. I mean, Frank Ocean brought other people as well, but he wasn't doing shit, right? Yeah, he was just kind of to his own in the corner. He he, he could have made the experience a little bit more, I think, on his side, whether he was in a fucking wheelchair or not. Nobody cares as long as you engage. So he's kind of infamous infamous for this, then, right? Is what you're getting at? Um, I don't know if he's infamous. It's just he's his performance, his the quality of performance that you know, that he can uh, bring to the table definitely has been uh, going downwards ever mm-hmm. since he lost his brother. Okay. So it has. I think it, it really does have to do a lot with him losing his brother, which I understand. And I'm not gonna be here and tell him that at some point you have to move on. I mean. At the end of the day, it's your brother. It's 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 you know someone that you grew up with, um, you know, since day one. Yeah. If you're gonna perform, I think at that at that point, mentally you, you should you should be there and fully commit. You can't give a half-assed performance, even if you're upset that you fucked up your ankle. You still gotta find ways. You, you, you know, you're an artist at that caliber because you're able to. You know, adjust to certain certain um, issues or problems or whatever it is while your performance is coming up. You know, you have to yeah. find ways to engage with your with your fans. Whatever it is, that's all fans want is just engagement. That's all they yeah. want. They want they want to make sure that their money was worth it at the end of the day. So, yeah, no you, matter what, what happens, you you got to perform like this. Yeah, you do. Oh God. Hmm. In okay, case anybody's never seen it, yeah. Tyler on Funk him, Flex. Free rock him. I might fly to Sweden to free him. Break my wig ASAP. Tap on my ribs. Switch with him. Then I can fuck all the sweet men that I wanna. Actually, I'm gonna heat it up real quick, motherfucker. I'm LeBron. Listen, Flex. We just met, but I know it don't seem like all Kelly wet dreams. I always keep 16s, nigga. I feel like no one appreciated that bar. No, no, nobody did. They're too focused on the other part. Me and Flex looking in the index for buff net niggas just for some hot butt sex. Mm. <laughs> what? <laughs> what made you go with that verse? I don't. What, what made you go with that verse? I got a little cousin. When I die, he'll probably take my estate. I always tell him being selfish. Oh, shit. Yeah, have yeah. you ever guys? Have you guys ever gone to Camp Flogna? Nah. Oh, I was gonna uh, say no. I've never, I've never interacted with Buffneck Man before, Denny. You're, oh, you're alone on that island. Uh, Medina, you can, you can show him, I guess, right? <laughs> Medina, you gotta fight him. You gotta nah. fight him. It's, it's so fun at this point, <laughs> no. like, we're waiting until the next function. Look, look, fam, we have to go to Camp Flog now. It's because he brings everybody. Like, like, do those even happen now? I don't know. Uh, I think ever I since uh, Tyler got booed, not Tyler, uh, Drake got booed and COVID. I'm not sure when it's gonna happen again, but bro, I I saw Crate Chanada, I saw Daniel Caesar, the Internet, I saw um, Little Uzi Vert, Drake, bro, I saw all these big time oh, artists. I'm just they like, are Holy having shit. it in 2023. Oh, when? It's the first time since 2019. Yeah, okay. I know. Since COVID. Uh, they haven't they haven't given um. They haven't given any dates yet. Send me the fucking info because I'm gonna buy tickets. We have to go no, to that. There, there's no tickets to be had yet. Is there a lineup? Send me the dates so I know. There's no the... lineup. There's not even. There's not even I a know. confirmed website for it there's yet. Nothing. But it, it they're, yeah. they're saying that 2020 and it's in the fall, so 2023 in the fall. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think I went in the fall last time too. We gotta do that shit. We have to. Yeah. We have to. 
That's just. No, like, I'm, I'm only going if I can hear Drake and Uzi AI. The AIs. Oh, God. Damn, that should be lit, bro. That shit would be lit. Not gonna lie. Just throw up holograms of them at the same time while we're at it. I think Alex would have an AI wife if you can't find anybody in the real world. What am I, Plankton? He'd have like five. I think so. That way, you know what? I think he would, he's gonna have he would five build AI. He would build the AI so that way it had multiple personalities so that way he doesn't get bored. He'd have the one toxic one too that he can just delete and then re upload like later on when you he misses Exactly. Exactly. Hey, you know what? At that point, fuck it, dude. Just, just I guess attach the flashlight to it as well, Alex. Before we finish up with Coachella, I want to ask you, Christian. So I saw a clip of Calvin Harris putting a unreleased takeoff verse mm-hmm. on Slide. Was that a part of your week? That was, yeah. Okay, was, so so yeah. what was the experience? Like, what was your reaction to it? Because I heard it, I saw it on TikTok when Quavo posted it up. Mm-hmm. And even me, I was like, oh, man. Like, I was getting a little emotional. Like, damn, man. Um, this is, I mean, they, they left they left them off bad and bougie, and they, and they left them off slide? Like, damn. Yeah, that's why I feel like Takeoff got left off so many songs that you could take off on Bad and Bougie would have been fucking oh. insane, especially yeah, because yep. people didn't really know how great of a lyricist he was. I think he's the you best know, lyricist. You know, his his uh, Takeoff's EP was probably better than Quavo's and uh, Offsets. Takeoff, Offset, mm-hmm. Quavo. Quavo was surprisingly the worst one out of the three doing solo mm-hmm. shit. I think I think Takeoff had the better the better uh, EP from mm-hmm. all three. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, Offset's number two. I, I, I yeah. liked it. I liked it. I didn't like the whole entire project. No, there's exactly. a lot of songs I yes. still go back to. Yeah, Legend. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There's some really good songs in there. Uh, but that's awesome, man. I didn't know that Calvin Harris did that. Uh, speaking of Calvin Harris, were you guys disappointed with his uh, second uh, mixtape? Yes, or no? Yeah. Was it a second? Yeah, it's the second one. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, I think I texted you personally, and I was like, "Yo, Danny, yeah, I, I, I don't know about this one, man." I was like, yeah. "I don't know. I, I'm I'm not trying to be a hater. I've never been a Calvin Harris hater, but I I just felt like there was no soul to this. There project. wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't. There wasn't the. There was never a change of pace with anything. There was never like, "Damn, this this hook is fucking banging." Nothing like that. It was just like elevator music. Damn, that's an insult, huh? Kind of was, but. Wait, what did you okay, say? Hold up. Do you do we think that uh Drake's Drake's album was better than this? His little techno dancey album was better than no this? no no hold up hold up okay here's one thing that we gotta get straight, right? Yes, we, we have to get this straight. That dance album, and I'm gonna compare it to Beyonce's, those were great albums, okay? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not R and B, they're not hip hop, they're not they're not what the people wanted. Drake gave you a different aspect of what he can of the quality that of an artist, same thing with Beyonce and even Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny came up with a rock album too. They're giving you different aspects of what they can bring to the table, and people just don't appreciate that because that's too the two um they're just content with what they with what they're bringing to the table now. It's like they're they, they don't like options. That's why people get stuck in toxic relationships. But that's a different discussion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna go over so many people's heads. <laughs> Even know, man. Oh, I don't shit. even know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, 
for me that that's what an artist is, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I think separates but rappers, like singers, Beyonce, they should be allowed to venture into other avenues. I mean, fucking Jay Z did a song with Lincoln Park, and that shit I, is, is kind of hard. It is it's fucking hard. It is. You know, definitely. But it, is. I mean, you know, Bad Bunny did. You know, got into the corridos as an attack on Peso Pluma. Just kidding. But like, right. you know, what I'm saying like, like Bad Bunny ventures into other avenues. Like to me, yes. it's like it's the artistry side of it. Yep. I didn't think mm-hmm. the 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 Drake dance one was bad i didn't think it was like amazing but i i listened to it yeah i enjoyed it um i mean i played it at the at the pool parties if that that says something i enjoyed it i i did like it um beyonce's album people are gonna hate me for this because of beyonce's beyonce fans are just vicious what's that one tiktok trend what's that one tiktok trend where you go like this you're like "Eh." oh the john cena one (laughs) No, no. Oh, which one? Which one? Which one? Wait, which one I love that. That's I love that. That's how you took that. <laughs> it's because I, I have your headphones and then that's like, how you dance. No, the that's it. Like, like the one where they're like. Da, 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 da. I don't know. Oh, what we're talking about. I was about to talk to you. Uh, uh, do you know we're talking about Medina? All right, hot take. What is it, Denny? Um, this that album that she came out with was probably the best albums that I heard in, in recent years from her past projects. Mm-hmm. Just because it get it gave a, dis- a different personality. Uh, I, me personally, I've never been a fan of the albums that she's created. Obviously, the singles that she comes out with were a lot better and than there goes a our collective mentions on TikTok. <laughs> just saying, I am just saying, you know, that's mm-hmm. it. That's it. It's just a hot take. I feel that. That's it. That's it. But now I'm, I guess hot. I'm. A, uh, I don't know, Alex. You tell me. Oh, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. All right, so just for context, this is what I was talking about when I was talking about the cuffed thing. Y'all know, y'all know this shit had TikTok on, like, this, this challenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, Denny, get ready, because the way our marketing meetings are looking, you and I might have to start doing some of that shit. Y'all got to do little, little dances and shit? Hell yeah. No, we're gonna do this one. Oh man, we're gonna me, me, I'm gonna I'm gonna convince Denny to do this one. Hold on. Don't, I don't know what I already know what you're pulling up, bro. I already know what, what you're do you th- what do you think I'm pulling up? I think you're pulling up some South Park shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, this 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 is gonna be Denny and me uh on our TikTok shit when we finally decide to like do it. Dead. That's funny. That's actually funny. All right, man. That's enough about the Coachella talk. You know, we, we make a lot of jokes uh, with Denny about his father and his lack of ab- and his lack of attendance. Um, but we're actually going to have a real serious conversation about that. Um, the walking by himself, Christian reached out to me and, you know, said, you know, they, it would be a good talking point for him and Denny to dig into it. And, you know, we could have the conversation live on, on the pod. So, you know, Christian and Denny, uh, both have absent fathers. Is that a fair statement to, to say it? Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. So like, just, just give me your your feelings on just your experience as a child and now as an adult with the absence of your father 
like Denny Sardisoff, since everybody and they mama know the the Denny's dad reference on the pod. <laughs> no, you know what? I'll let Medina go. Okay, he, he, he's fine. the he's the guest of honor. Uh, I'll let you touch base on that, and uh, we'll go from there. For sure. Um, so, Denny, I know that you made it like very abundantly clear that you never really had a father in your life. Um, mm-hmm. Me, on the other hand, I my parents were married for you know first 19, 20 years of my life, so he was around, same house, everything. But in terms of like a father figure, like he also wasn't around. Like I, it's kind of weird, kind of crazy, like to think of, you know, the older I get, like the more I see, like, you know, what I missed out on, because there are certain things like, you know, I have to ask my stepdad about too, but he was just, he was around like, but when it was his turn to like, kind of, my mom was a breadwinner. She worked mad hours. Like she took care of the family. My dad had his job, but like, it was a lot more flexible. Um, Sorry, not dad, my sperm donor. I apologize. Oh, (laughs) That's how that's how I relate to him. Uh, now that's what I got him under my contact. I want to thank Danny for being mature and not throw me into that conversation. Not yet. Damn. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So, whenever it was his turn to like kind of watch us because his job was a lot more flexible, he would just drag us along to like the ranch. You know, typical as Mexican ranchero bullshit. Um. Which was cool when I was like, you know, young and growing up. Like we would mess around like at Los, Los Ranchos and Somas, like Moore Park and stuff. Like it was cool, but you know, when you're like six, seven, eight to ten year old getting home at two in the morning and your pops is drunk out of his mind and he brought you home like that late, and then your mom is like giving him shit and then they're getting into argument super late and you got school, you got elementary school the next fucking morning, like you know, it does take a toll on you like physically and mentally. Um, but that's what it was like growing up. It was just always, we were dragged along to wherever he wanted to go. It was always what he wanted to do. Um, and Alex, I've made this apparent to you, but like, you know, I never, never played sports growing up. Um, it wasn't until we got into high school, you know, that I was like, I want to fucking play sports. You guys are you Rigo, like my boys, my best friends, like play football, like growing up so i was like let's play football like let's go hang out with the boys like afterwards and like you know get a little physical and shit pause um oh that was Denny's so mature today Denny's so <laughs> mature today i love it i just heard the birds in the background i was like oh shit that's denny living it up it but is yeah. it is that's the birds calling him so that was Back that was streets like, that was the type of shit i grew up on <laughs> Diane, i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding I'm kidding, and Diane. By the way, Diane, there's, there's gonna be a real, there's gonna be a real coming on on uh, on the Instagram where I I'm like it. about bringing a bringing the the bulletproof vest, and I'm like, bring two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was one of those things where, like, you know, growing up, like you want your pops to like play ball with you, like you know, be a little bit more interactive in a way. But with him, it was more so like I'm dragging you along to what I want to do, and you're gonna like it or you're fucking not. And you know. There's three of us uh, boys. I'm the oldest. Even the middle child and I, like, you know, we grew up with it, but we didn't tolerate it all too much uh, the older we got. But the youngest one, Alexis, uh, he really liked it. He he took a, a lot to, like, you know, the whole uh, vaquero life and being out there on the horses, montando and all that. So yeah. he really enjoyed it. So when, like, you know, divorce happened or whatever, like, it broke his heart a little bit. But um, we all kind of grew to understand that, you know, it was – 
like it sucks not having both parents like not having that you know core thought like of a, a unity of like you know a mom and a dad but we all we also understood like you know my mom held it down like Alex you know like how hard like you know we went like everything that we went through and like how hard my mom like you know had to put it down and like you know go to work and just provide for us like you know no matter what and it felt like you know she just had to work a little harder afterwards and so that's where we all stepped up but we never had like he was always around father was always around but never really showed us like what it was like to be a man kind of just told us shut the fuck up and suck it up and I mean I have a lot of negative things when it comes to him that I relate to but also like I guess the best thing I can say the one thing he taught me is just work hard like if you're gonna work at something just work hard because he dragged me along with him to the restaurant and that's how like you know I started off at Octavio's you know I was there for a very long time but he drugged me along uh when I was 14 years old told me you know you're gonna start working and you're gonna work right now and you know you're gonna put 100% effort into it every single fucking day so I mean I grew up with like only that real lesson from him. I had nothing else to show for it. Didn't know how to change a car, fucking windshield fluid. Like, you know, couldn't do shit, bro. Literally had to fend my, for myself. And I'm still like trying to pick things up, YouTube things here and there. Like, you know, just, and it sucks. And like, Denny, I feel like you could probably relate too. Like, I don't know if you had like a stepfather or someone else, like some type of father figure that ever showed you like these kind of things, like, you know, that you're supposed to know as a male male figure as well even more so now as a father too um me my situation is just a little bit different um yeah i was my mom and my dad were together at a, when i was young um i don't really remember my dad doing too much other than the photos that uh, my mom has mm -hmm. um but i don't remember him picking up a ball and playing with me i don't remember him um taking me to sports events or anything like that. Uh, it was mostly my mom. Um, and everything I do remember is just more uh, more just traumatic of the fights, of the yelling. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say my dad was never a part of my life because I do remember times I, I would be with him. Uh -huh. um, I only say that just because as soon as my mom got married with my brother's dad, uh, he, he just told my mom that, you know, uh, I'm not going to pay you so you can support your other husband not, or your, your, your husband or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, 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 you know, I, at a young age, I, I didn't really know how to, how to take that. And then once I'm older, I'm just like, how, like, how does that involve me? Why, why are you cutting, seeing, uh, cutting, your son from your life because you are being petty or whatever it is because my mom married somebody else something somebody that that couldn't provide what she wanted from you right or whatever the reason is like why, why you know why am i the one taking the bullet yeah and even with my uh my my brother's dad um i still didn't get that that father figure and and uh it wasn't until i was um, older where I, I figured out that my uh, my mom my mom's ex-husband never really liked me because I wasn't his so I um, during that time from uh, like 12 years old until about 20 um, I never felt like I was I was part of the family just because the you know the my stepdad at that time didn't 
think of me as as anyone other than somebody who's just taking up space. Mm-hmm. So I never really got support from from a from a male perspective. I never got guidance from a male's perspective. You know, uh, it's kind of similar to you where I never got when I was never able to get taught on the mechanical aspect of or even the man aspect of what you need to do when when shit is breaking down, you know, how to fix things, how to change a tire, you know, shit like that. So, it, you know, at that age, it was I was uh, I was going through a lot. I wasn't um, happy with with who I was at that moment because um the shifting of of who was on my side really uh, took a toll on me because mm-hmm. I expected uh you know my mother to to give me the love and support of, of two parents or even uh, just her um, during that time but I, I never really fully received it which which I look I I, I kind of get and I kind of don't um, because at the end of the day you know uh, I know my my mom has a big heart and my mom. Uh, is is you know wanting to find that that love that she's been trying to find ever since I was born, right? And I, and yeah. I get it, the support and all that. Um, but what I don't get as well, um, me and my mom right now are, are in a great situation. Maybe I, I finally spoke to her about it, um, and you know I broke down whatever I told her what I was really feeling, and and I mean my words did cut deep, but at the end of the day, I think I think uh, with her and and, and me having that conversation, um, it, it healed everything. Uh, but at that time, it just, I just, I, you know, it, it, for me, it was another, another, uh, parent that, that just failed to, to give me the support and love I needed at that time. And, um, I, I try to find that type of support with friends, with people from high school. I would, uh, I would lie. I would, I would say whatever I got to say so that people can just be friends with me because I, I felt, extremely alone at, at that time and um it was tough because yeah. it just i didn't i didn't know where to go i was in a in a dark area dark time and and i i was always trying to figure out why like why why am i put in the situation why do both my parents not not you know give the love that i want my mom does here would do it here here and there and there it was to a point where my mom got fed up with my my brother's dad um and decided and finally decided to kind of protect me the older i got and i think that's when she realized that that the treatment i was getting it was uh it was extremely unfair and um and what the my stepdad at that time was was doing to me and the treatment he was uh, giving me it it, she knew on the mental standpoint it wasn't it wasn't getting me to a place where she wanted me to see and i'm glad it kind of um stopped at that point because i i was a uh, you know i didn't want to really be here at that point i just wanted to just kind of get over it because i just never thought it would change mm-hmm. um but then you know after finally realizing that i was going to be a dad um I still kind of struggled the first two, three years because I just didn't know how to be held accountable for my, for my actions and how to, how to be a, a father figure when I didn't have that in my life. And um, as well as, as being even a parent, because that, like I said, that was just completely missing. So, but after, you know, time, you know, 
throughout the years, I was I was getting into my mid twenties. I was able to to kind of figure shit out and didn't want to be. I didn't want to put my daughter um, through that experience, regardless of me and her mom not being together. I, I wanted to make sure that that she didn't feel that type of energy when she was with me or when she was with her mom. I wanted to make sure that no matter where she's at, she she was loved. Um, she got reassurance, everything that I never got at that point. So, uh, you know, it, it, it was tough, but it was definitely a, a learning curve. And I think that's what made me the person I am now. And, you know, thank God it made me realize that, you know, uh, um, there's a purpose for everyone. And the purpose for me was just to make sure that that if when I do have a family yeah, at that moment, um, that I make sure that all my kids felt love. I give all my support, um, all the quality features that a woman wants from a husband. Uh, and I would give that to her as well, you know, to my partner as well. So it, it definitely made me stronger. It definitely made me, um, you know, they, it's you know, now it's me. It's, it's, you know, who I am and who, who I really wanted to be at the end of the day and not, not follow the steps of, of my father or my stepdad. Uh, it was a hard time. I yeah, get that. It, was, it was definitely a hard time, but, but here we are now. I exactly. got two kids. I'm engaged. Um, I'm ready, you know, building for my future. And, um, you know, I'm, I see my, I see my oldest, you know, every week, every other weekend as well. So, yeah, uh, definitely not, definitely doing better than what I, where I was at a couple years ago. It's great, man. And, you know, I have, I have something kind of interesting to like say about that, that I've always thought about myself. Um, in this way, you're kind of, you're trying to be a better dad than what you ever experienced yourself. Like you're trying mm -hmm. to more so manifest yourself into like, you know, your children, you know, show them that, you know, I didn't get the type of love that I probably deserved and needed, but I'm going to make sure that you're going to have the entire world and you're going to have a father that supports you and loves you the way that you need. And, yeah. uh, I've talked to Alex about this myself. It's interesting because, uh, my father, I can identify him as an alcoholic. Like, you know, there was a lot of hard nights, very consistent, like, you know, lack of sleep. Um, and it's just one of those things where like, you know, we really saw it like take over all of our lives, like all five of us in the family. Like, you know, we saw his drinking just get out of hand, like be very reckless, like, you know, and basically drive his three children drunk home 2 a.m. to their house and they have school the next day, haven't done homework, none of that shit. And it was really tough. But like, you know, it's interesting because me and my brothers, like looking back at it, none of us really want to be like, we don't drink like that. Yeah. There's always like, you know, two ways someone can go about it. Like, you know, it can be this two brothers, for example. And one of them, you know, someone can walk up to them and be like, damn, bro, like I noticed you don't drink or you very careful about how you drink. Like, you know, why is that? Like, you know, and they're going to say, well, because my father is an alcoholic. And so I don't want to be like that. Mm -hmm. You're going to ask his brother the exact mm -hmm. same question. Like, hey, man, like I see, I noticed that you've been drinking a lot. Like, you know, you got kind of a problem. Like, why are you drinking so heavily? He's like, oh, well, my dad was an alcoholic. So I'm an alcoholic too. And it's like, you can look at it as like a lesson or you can just be like, you know, play a victim of your circumstances as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you know, I had a shitty upbringing, so I'm going to blame it on that. And I'm just going to continue on with my life. Yeah. You know, in this terrible fashion, or you can learn from it and, you know, build yourself up too. And, you know, that's, 
that's something I more so like I'm trying to do myself. I see it in you. And, you know, I, I, I kind of low key tell Alex all the time, like, bro, I'm fucking proud of Denny. Like, you know, look at that man, like, you know, trying to make his money for his family kind of spend as much time with them. Like, you know, he's got a fiance. Yeah. He, jo- he jokes around about getting, about getting on her shit, you know, to kind of like peg him whenever he wants, but you know, <laughs> I never said that. Don't put Alex's words in my mouth. Okay. Denny, boss, you, you all right. Have, you have big peg me energy. I do. Thank not. you. Guys- that's gonna be the that's gonna be the, the 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 first sentence of the bio of the of the description of the pod. Denny has big big yeah. uh pegging energy. You know, the moment you guys get tied down from a female individual and she puts on a strap on and you guys attempt to call me, dog. No, hell no. I will. What, what, I would definitely all, I be like, hey, you. hello, Alex. I can't. I can't hear you. It sounds you about to get pegged. <laughs> hello. Because you know, right? you know, right? <laughs> no, um, that. It's interesting you say that because it, you know people do use their their trauma, no, their trauma mm-hmm. as as a uh, mechanism of, of trying to deflect things like how Alex does, um, and and I feel like because I can kind of I can relate I can I can relate where I said I never had a man I never had a father figure in my life I never had reassurance I never had love at, at a young age and in, into my early twenties. And I think that's what prevented me to have a, a healthy relationship um, w- my young ages because I wasn't mature enough to understand what what love really felt, mm. what what being supportive is. So, you know, I definitely be like, you know what, you know, since I never never felt it, never, I, I don't know how to 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 give it back. I I just kind of you know created chaos and kind of use it as an excuse that you know what fuck it you know i never got that type of love when i was a young age so why would i want to give it back yeah or why, why would i even try you know like i i just kind of brush it off and just said ah whatever that's you know that's part of how i was raised whatever and then just went off that off that but at the end of the day there's this baggage that needs to be cleaned laundry that needs to be washed you have to fucking get rid of it because at the end of the day you know the way you're, the way you're trending in that aspect of of daddy issues, mom issues, whatever it is. You're never gonna have a healthy relationship because yeah. exactly you can't you can't if you can't move past it and and you're always gonna say well my you know my parents never giving me this why would I give this person that mm-hmm. because at the end of the day your mom and dad you 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 would never feel like they would disappoint you in that level, you know. And and now somebody has has you know your parents have have checked that checked that box off, so now you're kind of like well if my parents can do it anybody can do it, so you you put this defensive mechanism where you know that if your parents are never going to change and you don't think anybody else is going to change, you don't think you should give, you know you know give that energy back because there was that that lack of during your childhood or even to to today right. So I just yeah. think people just need to create peace with it and just know that at the end of the day, you're, you're, you're here for a reason, but you're also here to be better than the way you were raised. You know, yeah. I, I know there's a lot of people that have struggled um, in you know in the childhood with, with parents showing love. And, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure in different cultures uh, it's the same thing, but definitely since in, in the Latino community, you know, father figures don't give you that that type of uh, love and reassurance um, 
that they do because they're extremely old school, which which is understandable, yeah. you know, which you'll get from your mother. But, you know, you do run into a situation where nobody gives you kind of that type of affection. And it's just it hurts at the moment. But, you know, you just got to make sure that you just just don't do what they did to you, to your significant other and to your kids. That's yeah. all. And, you know, to me, it's really weird because, like, I didn't really start thinking about, like, the impact that my my childhood really had on me until like my late 20s bro like i'm 28 i know i may not mm-hmm. fucking get to everyone seeing watching this at home or whatever it is i'm like but 15, I'm in my don't, don't listen to him you know we're pushing we're pushing 30 here pretty soon man and it's not, not until like a handful of years ago that i was really looking back at my childhood i'm like well fuck like that kind of like a lot of things that i was missing kind of fucked me up in a sense like i think we've talked about this before how you know my first sporting event was probably when i was like 14, 15 years old, and Alex, you know, was the one who took me, you know, just out of the goodness of his heart. He was like, well, why don't we invite Christian to a Dodger game? And so, you know, there's the whole backpack yeah. fiasco that we don't have to revisit again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like, that was that was something crazy to me. Is like, I wasn't going to sporting events, but my pops, you know, he's actually the reason uh, that I, like, watched the Dodgers because that was the one thing is, like, he would have Dodger games on at home. That's how I got into baseball a little bit. Um, he always said, like, oh, you should play baseball, mijo. Like, you know, there's millions of dollars to be made there. Like, you got a professional, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Put me in a fucking sport. I'm mm-hmm. like, put me in baseball. I'm like, let me play something. And yeah. growing up, I just, like, thought that tendencies that I was around, that I was seeing, were just normal in childhoods. Like, fuck. Yeah. I mean, I missed out on a lot of things. I wasn't going out like to certain places. Like, you know, I wasn't really living life. I was just kind of cooped up 24 seven because my, my father had to keep an eye on me. And so I'm like, shit up to this day. What was it, Alex? We got together a couple of days ago and like, you know, we, we had fucking Hawaiian barbecue or something that we picked up for the Mandalorian premiere. Yeah. And, and, and Medina had never had a Hawaiian barbecue before. And, and you know what? That's a testament to like, you know, my pops being very selfish. Like we worked in an Italian restaurant. So he always brought home Italian, Italian. food because it was just like, it was easy. Like it was free to him. So he would bring it home yeah. and feed us fucking whatever. Yeah. Granted. I mean, it was dank food, but it's like, he didn't have to spend a penny. He didn't have to take us out. He didn't have to do anything. Out of yeah. His- it was the effort. It was the effort. Yeah. And, and, um, I think the same thing with my early twenties. I didn't. I didn't realize that these. Uh, this my tr- the, the trauma that I had as a kid were reflecting on me, and 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 I was that energy, that negative energy. I was giving back to the people who cared about me at that time, um, and you know that's when I kind of had to flip the switch, you know. And it wasn't until I was about what twenty seven, is when I finally was able to talk to my mom about. Uh, you know, the, the lack of affection and support that I would receive from her. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that moment, I know at that moment, that's my whole perspective, my whole um, my whole mindset um, switched just because of the, the conversation with me and her that, that we had. And, and you know, she, she apologized and, and, and you, know, we're, we're, you know, we're good. We're in a better place now. So just you have to have those tough, tough conversations. Or just mm-hmm. create peace with it because it's gonna eat you alive. Uh, and honestly, the only reason why that that conversation never came out was because I got drunk. Mm-hmm. And I, I got extremely drunk, and it just—I don't know what it was. It just—I just kind of—it just kind of just came out. I was just bottling it in for, for too many years, and you know, it, the seal finally fucking broke it without me wanting it to. And and I, you know, I, at the end of the day, I kind of—I I'm thankful that it happened. 
because I, I honestly I don't know. I, I wouldn't be in the same position I'm at right now. Yeah. So I'm glad that happened. Um, you know, and uh definitely that, that extra effort, that small effort, whether it's whether you're spending a couple bucks on, on different trying different foods, whatever it is, it's you know, it's it's a it's a life experience for for kids and for your significant others because you just don't know what they've gone through, you know. It really is, and you know, it's it's you know very impactful too because I mean, like you talked about how you want to treat your wife and your daughter differently, like you know, from your past experiences and everything that you know you lacked growing up, and mm-hmm. I more so see that in myself too. Like I find that you know when I got into a long-term relationship, I definitely wanted to treat her better than my, my father figure was like, you know, treating my mother. And so it was kind of like, it, it in a way, I guess I look at it and I'm like, I'm never going to be that person. I'm like, I'm never going to be an alcoholic. Yeah. I'm never going to mistreat my woman. I'm going to make sure my kids are like loved and taken care of, you know, whenever that may be. And I love that you're kind of like, you know, also doing that yourself. Yeah. Like, you know, from your past like that's it's very important because you know a lot of people want to use their past as a crutch and like i said play they do. their circumstances they do. And, and look and i don't blame them but at some point you have to you have to grow up you know you have to mature um and and i and i and i it's funny because like i, I always said i never want to be like my dad and i and i little by little time after time i just started realizing and the more and more i was becoming like my dad and and that's when i stop hanging out with certain people at certain times and stop doing things that I don't, I didn't need to be doing. I, I had to separate myself from, from that energy because I realized that we all had the similar trauma, you know, mm-hmm. and what we were doing at that time was just a defense mechanism to block that out. And I, I slowly started trying to separate myself from it because it just, it was, you, you're, you're taking, your trauma to the wrong person to the wrong people you know you you have to fight that yourself and and heal you know there's this proper people to talk you know, talk to but like a therapist or whoever right um so little by little once i started separating myself i i started realizing that i was on a good path but i knew that i still needed to be i still myself still needed to be fixed yeah but that's good man you know i'm happy for you as well bro um, because shit like this, it, it hurts as a kid, and even hurts as as of now. You know, talking about it because, you know, uh, like I said, I'll, I'll keep saying it. As a kid, you just felt like you're you'll never be disappointed by by your parents. But when the time comes, it, it hurts like a motherfucker. You know, that, that that's that's the hardest, man. But, y'all but you know what? Back uh-huh. To talk to your younger self, like the like, let's say little little six six year old Denny, six year old Christian, what advice would you give yourself to help you kind of cope with what you didn't understand back then? Like, what was what's one piece of advice you'd give yourself? Probably just tell myself, like you know, hey, like it's gonna get better at some point. Um, he's not like he's not the father you deserve. Like that's, that's, it's easy. It's as easy as that. Like, cause honestly, like, you know, I shouldn't have had to endure like the type of abuse and like, you know, selfishness that he like endured, uh, that he put us through. Um, and it was just tough. Like I, me and my, you know, me and Steven always kind of felt that he always had, uh, he always favored like the youngest one. Like I said, the youngest one is who took to all like the corridos, the ranchero life, the horses and everything. Like, 
So me and Steven always felt like we were a little bit like out of place. They put Alexis into soccer, like, you know, he's a little prodigy. Um, and so like to us, like, you know, we always felt like we were pushed to the side. My mom loved all of us unconditionally though, like God bless her soul. Um, but in terms of like, you know, when you're a guy, you have your mother's love, but you always do look up to your father. And, you know, it was just, it's just something we didn't deserve. Like we, we deserved a lot better than, you know, what we got as children at a young age. Right, you, Danny? Yeah, what advice would you give? First off is just, just make sure that you love yourself and just know that you, you are important and, uh, and you're meant to be here for, for one reason. And that reason is for you just to keep fighting until you find out your purpose. Yeah. You know what? And going off of what Denny said about like the whole uh, growing up in the traditional household with like the machismo, like, you know, father figure. Um, I wish I was more vocal about like communicating my feelings, even though, you know, as like a, as like a male and like, the, you know, the Chicano, you know, culture, you're kind of frowned upon when, you know, you share like how you feel, like if you feel a certain way or like, you know, it's always bottle that shit up, you know, tough it the fuck out. And I think just, you know, if I was able to communicate a little bit more about like my feelings, my wants and my needs at the time, like, you know, maybe that would have made a bit more of a difference, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely, man. I mean, we say with, with relationships at the end of the day that that communication is key, and I think communication with anything is is extremely important because your voice matters at the end of the day. You know, your opinions matter. Whether you guys don't see eye to eye, that's another thing. But voicing it is what's more important. You know, but you know what? Uh, how does it feel, Alex, to be in a wholesome family? You know, it, it's crazy because. Growing up, I was always so sheltered in the thought that divorce was like this rare thing. And I thought that everybody just had two parents. And like, if you if your parents were divorced, it was like this really rare thing, you know, because growing up, I just saw my mom and dad. And it was it was such a culture shock to me growing up, realizing when people would say, oh, I'm going to my dad's house this weekend. I was like, doesn't your dad and your mom live in the same place? And then kind of realizing over the years that it's like, oh, shit, it's not necessarily rare. It's like the other like it's not as 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 rare as I thought it was. And it, it is crazy, you know, like, you know, hearing your side from feeling like, you know, you're not getting the love and support you deserve. And, you know, Christian with like, you know, hearing that your father was kind of being selfish on his side it just kind of like, you know, it hits home a little harder knowing like, damn, like, you know, I thought growing up that was what everyone had. And like, it's really like, it hurts like just to hear people that I, I love my family, my friends, like have these experiences where they don't have that same support that I was given. You know what I mean? And like the way you guys describe it, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, we, we look at our parents and we're like, you know, growing up, we're like, oh, my God, they're, they're so adult. They're so mature. They're so whatever. And you start to connect the dots at how old they are. And it's like, damn, they were like our age now. And like, yeah, you know, they're just trying to figure it out. So they, they weren't perfect. They weren't. They didn't know. They didn't have all the answers. They were doing the best or they were doing what they were raised to do or 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 how they reacted to their environment and it's it's mm-hmm. it's it's a culture shock man like for real for me like i'm telling you like i i know i grew up very privileged like i i, I had a lot that many people didn't and i think Ouch. over 
Ouch. over the years. Oh, Is that Medina? <laughs> <laughs> and it was. It's, I'm telling you, it's it's it just made me even more like understanding of like, like especially because I had like I had, me and my dad had it out couple like in my early 18, 19s. So like it almost made me look back at like, damn, like I was really being a fuckhead times ten because he was he just cared. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. No, man, it's 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 one of those things over the years as I grow up, I just start to kind of piece together things and I'm like, damn, like, you know, it is, uh, you know, as I, and, and some of y'all know uh, what I'm what I'm dealing with uh, behind closed doors, not me personally, but what I'm watching someone deal with with. Uh, um, not going to go too much into detail, y'all know what I'm talking about, but like it, it, it's crazy to watch how the child involved is suffering and it's 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 it hurts me to my core knowing that like there's only so much i can even do as an outside person you know what i mean yeah. except just love them and show them that you know like they have support from someone regardless of how they feel about what's going on oh man yeah i mean i think it's it's extremely important to to realize that there's other people involved other parties involved and and uh Trauma is a fucking real thing. So they shouldn't try to inflict that, whether you're blindsided with your own anger or whatever it is. Whatever agenda you have, just don't make other people suffer. Because um, not only that, it's gonna, it, it'll, it'll come back and haunt you. Or you'll just create this this uh, this wound that, that may never heal from uh, for those individuals. So... Sad. Yeah, I just say that, you know, at the end of the day, you have to be mature. You have to understand life goes on and keep it pushing, keep it pushing. And and I think that's something that uh, I'm glad that me and my uh, my my daughter's mom, my oldest, uh, were able to realize that, you know, it, it's at, at some point, at some point we have to mature and we have to make sure that that there's a uh, we have to be cordial with each other. So that way, the relationship that we have with our with our child is is a great relationship she does you know and she doesn't feel like she needs to choose between between the mother or father you know don't don't put them in that situation because it just it causes them so much pain and you just don't want to do that you know uh, you can be happy even if you're if if you are separated and she's and, and the kid is going from house to house you guys can be happy it is possible yeah, and especially just because I'm thinking of just from like the kids' side, it's like there's so many feelings and emotions that they don't even know what it means or where that feeling is coming from, and it's just like if there's chaos like in that side of it, it just makes it a little tougher. And you know, you want to make sure that your kid or your, your your niece, your nephew, all you know, whoever is involved in that, like you know, can have the outlet to not just store it in, but. God damn, we got into some fucking heavy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. You know, we you, you, you showed that, um, you know, we can, uh, the trauma side and the privilege side of, of Alex, uh, the problematic king, you know. Come on. Gro- gro- growing up with uh, color eyes, two parents, you know, uh, a pool. Pool in the back, you know, yo. You know, a pool, fucking shit. Uh, him rubbing it in our face of his his, his uh, earnings, his gambling earnings, you know, 
what else was Alex? What else? Huh? Basically being what? six foot two, like goddamn it. See, fucking having a membership of Panera, free coffee after every two hours. What else? What else is there? Oh man! Fuck. You know? Stop! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> the daddy issues at Alex. Fucking shit, bro. How how to be a healthy male at a young age? You know? <laughs> Stop! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, don't even feel guilty for doing it's my best. <laughs> shit, bro. It's all good. You know? Do you know how to change a tire, Alex? Hmm. You know how to change a tire? Yeah, my my dad taught me. <laughs> See, I fucking knew he was gonna say that shit. Look at that shit. You set me up to oh, say yeah. that. No, exactly. You What's the reason? That's that. the reason why I asked too. That's fucking. Crazy. <laughs> you know what? Oh. At the end of the day, I don't need any father figure because YouTube does wonders. Oh, you know it what? This is also one thing I wanted to highlight. Um, just for anybody who is listening, who's going through it, or if you know uh, someone's child that's going through it, there's this really awesome youtube channel called dad how do i 4.5 million subscribers it's this dad that you know is aware that sometimes people don't have like a father figure in their life and like you could pull up videos on like things that like your father would teach you like how to do certain things like you know what i mean like even as simple as applying deodorant cologne cooking bitch where was this like eight years ago i wonder when this was made that's awesome i'm not gonna lie but but I mean, just think about think about what this means, and like you know, he 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 recently m- made a video hey about. It's great to see you again. So I just wanted to put out a quick video to say. So it's it's three years three years that he's been doing it because that was about a year ago from what it says right here, and I don't know I, I saw that and it was like one of those heartwarming things that I see the internet where like you're like all right there are good people in this world because, you know. To have the thought of this and then to take the time and commitment to consistently put out content, I think Denny understands me on, you know, putting consistent content out there is is, is a lot more than just setting up a mic and saying, hey, go, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. But, he, he's he's already done more than my dad. That's crazy. Look at that. Denny's going to start mean, photoshopping his face into, like, pictures of when he was a child. Look at that. Look, it's crowbar, crowbar, how to steal a car, you know. How to steal a car? <laughs> how to install a bathroom faucet, a door? How to file your taxes? Like, dude, it's just like, like, it's just awesome that this guy took the time to do this because That's you awesome. know, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's 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 a good, it's, it's a, you know, nice heartwarming feeling, you know, before Danny tried to guilt me into my happy my my my, my yeah. upbringing. You know, if Alex really felt felt that that type of guilt, he would have created something like this a long time ago. But hey, you know, here he is shitting on us. He doesn't really feel that guilty. He doesn't. doesn't. First of all, Denny be trying to get my parents to to like pressure me to have a kid. He's always always like, "Oh, let me bring Genesis to to make them see a little baby and be like, where the fuck is my grandchild, Alex?'" You know what Alex did to me once? He said he brought me like these these white pair Reeboks, and he said, "Do you know what these are?" He said, "These are what dads use." Oh, that's not what I meant. Come on, that was was not what I meant. I was like, (laughs) "Wow." Wow, the barbecue threes, bro. They're that's the barbecue threes. That's fucking crazy. That was crazy. That was That's crazy. Damn, that's all right though. Acid. Imagine yeah, I pulled out like like a like a second uh, fielding mitt, and I'm like, see, this is what my dad would wear when I would throw something. Yeah, you know? and then and then there's another time where his dad served him a slice of pizza, and he looks at me. So you see that? That's effort. 
Okay, relax, relax. This is making shit up. Making shit up. Come on. Oh, that's good, man. I'm I'm so happy that you grew up in a wholesome uh wholesome home and not suffered like me and Medina, you know? Yeah. Is there a bug in here? My dad would have made sure there wasn't a bug in there. You see what <laughs> I mean? Kidding. All right. you, okay, I'm sorry. You set it up. You set it up. But no, honestly, Thanks, Denny, you. Christian, thank you for sharing that. I like. I think these types of conversations are good to have, um, especially on a show like this where you know we do like to have fun. We do like to you know go with the shits. But it is it is important to kind of take the time and have some real honest conversations about yeah, no, honestly, upbringing, I mean, uh, childhood things that yeah. like you know some people just don't they suppress. Yeah, I think I think it was good. Um, just like Danny suppresses great. the the pegging he gets, he and like how you it. suppress how you suppress your women. Come on, come on, <laughs> come on! That's all right. Uh, you suppress the equality. That's what it is. Whoa! Whoa! What? Whoa! Whoa! What? Not R. Kelly. You're not. You're songs. You're not. But you treat them like a roster. It's all good. I am. Say, number guy. three. Hold up. It's not your turn yet, okay? We still got to get to the end of the line. You know what's funny is I've been thinking about lately how, like, for his for his roster, you know, you would think they hang out, like, he's got him in a barn or something. But lately it's been more of a friend zone. Like, he's got a fun little place, like, called the friend zone now where he starts throwing his women left and right in there. Damn, Alex. This is an entertainment podcast. These are all jokes. Mm. Oh, oh. All right, pull, all right, all right, all right, all right. You well, want to be with the shits? You, no, hold up. He wants to be with the shits. He says this is an entertainment podcast. Let's see how entertained this can get. Pull up your text messages. What are you trying to see? I'm trying to say, I, I want to see the first name. I want to see a name. No, 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 no. Open that up. Open that up without without see. <laughs> see, Edwin's the first one. Oh, That's man. crazy. Look at that photo. That's crazy. I put Ed Kashi right. on that guy. So why don't you scroll down? Zoom out a little bit. You see? Look look at Denny's photo. That's crazy. Oh, I wonder who that was. That was that was on your side. That was Medina's. My bad. <laughs> Medina's women be hitting him up on AOL. Because <laughs> I'm using uh that chat, ja- the chat, the fucking AI. You're trapping women? What? Tracking women. Is, 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 excuse you? <laughs> Whoa. Ready? It's supposed to be what a little saint, a little saint with the frog. <laughs> no, I'm gonna do for you, Medina. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put a stepping stool as your photo. Dumb bitch. <laughs> we just thought you were gonna say I'm never gonna step on you again, but sure, yeah. Let's, no, let's do I know the, the the stepping is definitely coming. Pause. Yeah, it is. Hey, yo. Hey, hey yo. yo. It's okay. It's okay. All right. All right. Well, Alex, this was a this is a great conversation. I'm glad. I'm glad you decided to to find a way to shit on us more. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm ready to move on to my problem. I, I do appreciate that. You know. Hey, man. You know, it's 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 a learning lesson for me too. You know, is it? No, it is because I, like I said, I in my years of playing football and talking with teammates, and I'm telling you, just the little bits that I would get over the years, it would just kind of click to me, like, oh shit, like, you know, 
Not everybody has the stability I have, like at home. You about, you about to say, not everybody has a mate like me. You about to say that? You about to say that's crazy? That is crazy. Yeah, you were. You took a, you took a. There was a little two second pause there. That was thinking. I was like, how do I, yeah. how, how do I back myself out of this conversation? See, it's crazy, bro. That is crazy. But well, Medina, yeah. I hope, I hope everything works out, uh, and you show more support than Alex does to his his roster. I really do. I'm a great um, father. Entertainment podcast. Yeah. Christian, if you were Nick Cannon's 13th kid and he forgot to name you on the show, how would you feel if you saw that clip later on in your life? Soon. Damn. No, because that, that happened recently. Did you guys see that? That Nick Cannon? No, not at naming, all. He was naming all his kids and he missed one. He did miss one. How would y'all feel if that was you? Like, of course. Of course it's me that he forgets. I'd be surprised that he would bring me up anyways. Wait, time out. Who's who, who's that music coming from? Probably me. Damn, bro. Who's bumping it that loud? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Who's one of my brothers, bro? They're so they're so high from Coachella. Damn, bro. That fool's living his life right now. That's just my jam, dog. No, I I, you know what about that about that song? I like the original more than I do like the remix. Oh, really? Give me the remix. Yeah. Of course. Like of course the Soy Peor remix is way better than the regular Soy Peor. Soy Peor. How do I cancel you out of this shit, bro? No, I can cancel you. Just leave the studio. There's a button right Walk here. Out. Remove. Look at that. It says remove from stream. I'm oh, damn it. I give you access. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. I give you access to that That's feature. That's look at crazy. that. Admin access. There you go. Look, look at Danny getting admin access. Look at that. <sighs> look at the growth. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> the growth. Uh, the... Yeah, that's definitely. Well, you know what, bro? You've seen me, you seen me grow more than my own dad. All right, make sure you follow us on Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, yeah, Twitter, TikTok, Royalty Network. Yes, uh, make sir. Sure on all those things. Um, I promise y'all by episode 117, by the time it drops, the playlist will be dropped. I did get a little sidetracked with uh, waiting for the logo to be finished, and then I just didn't get to it. So I will get to that, Denny, my fault. It's all uh, good. It's all good, fan. No worries. We'll get it out, but um, we're going to go to Royalty Radio Track of the Week. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm going to start us off. This is Ozuna Romeo Santos El Farsante. Interesting pick. We, we dedicate this to nobody. Nobody at all. Nobody yet. que fracasan mayormente es por desengaño falsedad que contamina y hace daño tú fuiste perfecto clavel que con mis manos marchité 
Mi obra se llama Romeo sin Julieta otra vez. Puedes pensar, soy el rey de las mentiras, volvería a fallar, aunque lo jure por mi vida. Mis palabras no importan ni valen ni de rodillas a ella. Dice que ha visto muchas novelas y el actor debe llorar. No, ahora qué hago? Esa pena que siento Voy a hacer otro disco con aventura Y te lo dedico en TV Si todavía me amas como antes Ya nada me parece interesante Yo sé que en el amor soy un guasante Yo sin ti no vuelvo a enamorarme, bebé Si todavía me amas como antes Ya nada me That was El Farsante. Denny, leave the comments. We'll save that for Patreon because there is a story behind this song. There <laughs> oh, is a story. Awesome. That's not why I played it. That's not why I played it. It just it recently came up on my shuffle and I was like, oh, I forgot about this, man. Banger. Yeah, no, no. That's, that shit was hard. Um, you, didn't say, you didn't say that. You said I forgot about her. Denny, what is your royalty ready track of the week? <laughs> Mine is Mr. Daniel Caesar. Valentina from his new album. If it's about hot sauce, I'm gonna be pissed. Imagine. And that was Daniel Caesar, Valentina. All right, Christian, what is your royalty radio track of the week? So, uh, choosing this song because recently came out as of Monday, Saturday, and uh, 
kind of mad that you know we had an opportunity for week one of Coachella to see this in person, and you know just didn't happen. We're seeing it week two, weekend two, and um, it popped off. So here you go, a little preview for everyone who hasn't listened in yet of Grupo Frontera and Bad Bunny Un Por Ciento. Me queda un por ciento Y lo usaré solo para decirte lo mucho que lo siento Que si me ven con otra en una disco solo es perdiendo el tiempo Baby, pa' que te miento Eso de que me vieron feliz no lo es cierto Ya nada me hace reír Solo cuando veo las fotos y los videos que tengo de ti Salí con otra para olvidarte y tenía el perfume que te gusta a ti Prendo para irme a dormir, porque duermo mejor si sueño que estás aquí Si supieras que te escribí, te he mandado los mensajes, siguen todos ahí Wow, que mucho me ha costado, quizás te hice un favor cuando me fui de tu lado Borracho viendo tus fotos, me duele ver que tú seas mejorado. No tienes días grises, ya no te duelen las cicatrices. Y yo pensando si decirte que me quedo un por ciento. Y lo usaré solo para decirte lo mucho que lo siento. Que si me ven con otra luna disco, solo es perdiendo el tiempo. Baby, pa' que te miento Eso de que me vieron feliz no, no es cierto hey, Hace tiempo no pensaba en ti Borracho a tu vista me metí Baby, ya, ya sé que a ti te va bien Que de mí tú no quieres saber Ay, ay Viviendo en un infierno que ya a mí me incendia Jugando contigo como si fuese el día Siento que ya no estoy en tu corazón, ahora estoy en tu pie Danny, write this down. We have to have a conversation about what that song is talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping we really uh, You know what? I, I, I love singing songs like this and then looking at Diane so that way she can threaten me. These are great songs. Are you are a masochist, dog. What, bro? I just, I just, I just love that she loves me. That's how it is. That's, That's it. not why you're doing it. Yo, he just starts shit to get pegged. Like if he's in that mood that day, literally. Like, no, you know what? Chris thought of something. Don't put, no, he, you, hey, definitely put, put it in his you're ass. Just, <laughs> put it in you're, his you're ass. You're definitely onto something, Alex. Okay, remember you wanted to ride me. Okay, just let, let's not let's not get away from that. Because <laughs> right? uh, you're a dragon. <laughs> oh, yeah, Don't, let's not get away from that. Because you wanted to ride me. All right. Okay, Alex. Oh, fuck. Oh my god. Uh, god you know damn it, that's hilarious. It's fine. It's fine. Oh my god. No, I wish I wish the pre-worker doesn't kick in Medina. And and you know what, Alex? I, I wish you, you lose your five dollar bet. You know what, Danny? That's some fucked up shit to wish on. Good. That's okay. You know what, Christian? See, that's the trauma that he talked about addressing. <laughs> 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 look, how, uh, look how quickly he's like, yeah, that went out the window. So th- there you go. It's how the turntables. How the turntables. Um, wow, no, no. That the conversation from that song. Um, I'm telling you, there, there's so much that have y'all seen the photo, the 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 video of the guy who's listening to music and he's crying and he's at school and he's like, 
Like he's like, like that's what I felt like hearing that song. And, and there's a whole conversation to be had about that. So I definitely I want to dig into it. No, I definitely want to dig into your trauma, the trauma that you caused. I might be caused. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> there's, right. There's a lot to yeah. unfold in terms of that song. Like you know, there's a lot of deep dives for sure. Boss, hey yo, don't. Denny, you got see, Diane got dive of all in you, bro. Like relax. You know, oh, Christian, you know what? You know what? Deep has a very traumatic feel for Denny. That's why he's like That's doesn't like the word. Fucking deep. sick, fam. <laughs> that is fucking. <laughs> Diane sick. goes off the diving board into Denny. Jesus. Right, that's why Denny's so in line. Oh my god, in line. I'm, I'm ready, I'm ready for war. <laughs> Diane definitely hit your G spot. <laughs> you have a G spot, Alex? Everybody has a G spot, Denny. Where's, where's yours, Alex? Uh, that, listen, I've not, it, it's not been touched. It's not been touched. <laughs> uh. Allegedly, but it's all good. Thank no, you. I can't wait till Diane comes on the You can't wait for someone we... to hit your G spot? No, I, was talking about, I was talking about Diane. So let's not that's relax. crazy. You know what? Relax. You know what? I don't want to be the Joe Button Mall thing. Hey, look, I, <laughs> yes. we definitely gotta dive into that one. Real I deep. have some words for Maul. Hey, no, that's not for me. But that's okay. Uh, having a father wasn't for me either, but it's all good. That really wasn't your choice, but yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Alex has choices of, of being a father figure to his alleged kids that are out there. But final thoughts, Christian, start us off, man. I got two things to say. Uh, number one, you ever see Frank Ocean in the lineup? Just know there's a 90% chance he ain't showing up. He's not performing. <laughs> um, it's number one. Just be aware. And uh, number two, I guess, you know, communication is key. We're always going to, you know, Make sure that's that's well known. You guys talk about it a lot on this pod, but you know, as a child, you know, you want to be able to communicate any type of thoughts, feelings, and as a parent, you want to be able to listen to your child as well, and just make sure that they're well loved and taken care of. But you know, mostly we want to strive to be a better person than we were the day before, and I think growth is just important no matter the age. And you know, look at us—we're always trying to find a way to you know be better than we were the day before. So that's really all I got to say. Denny? Make sure you think of your actions because your actions um, could potentially affect others um, because trauma, you know, can lead into into unwanted feelings uh, for yourself or for anybody else. And for me, if you're, the, if you're involved with a situation that could be putting your child in a position to deal with or harbor feelings that are alien to them because they're too young, you got to start to think about their internal understanding of what's going on rather than what you're going through because what you're going through is going to be fine. What they're going to be feeling, it's going to stick with them. And if they don't know how to compartmentalize those feelings, you're setting up your child to really, you know, deal with the repercussions like what Denny and Christian said about some of those unresolved feelings. So, you know, really think about your role and how you want to be involved with your child's life. So, uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been a rough, uh, couple weeks. So, you know, hug your yeah. kids, hug your nieces, hug your, hug your loved ones. Exactly. Hug them all, hug them all. 
And Alex, make sure you hug your kids whenever you get to see them. They're not on my taxes. They weren't on this year, so they ain't getting no hugs. Um, Speaking of fucking taxes, they have to pay. That's fucking shitty. But anyways. I've been having to pay. Shit's fucked. How do you... Why can't I... buy a home, bro. Yeah, and I might have to do it. You might have to. You that way you can move them all in. I'm not talking about your kids. <laughs> Come on. Oh, fuck. Come on. <laughs> all right, you have there over here. Come on. Throw your friend. <laughs> all right, man. We're out. There's a beauty in transparency. There's a beauty in discrepancy. This is royalty with love. <laughs>